Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Free agency 2019, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL should be really ashamed of itself. This is just dreadful. This is terrible stuff. Oh, what's wrong, Adam? This is so boring. I mean, it's fantastic. Why is it boring? Why? What is this? An IDP show? Because because it's all defense. It's all defense. A lot of great defensive players. Didn't you learn anything from the Super Bowl? Defense is awesome. I spent like over an hour today updating projections for offensive players because of things that have happened in the last forty-eight hours. Boring. This free Lots of important things. is no good. Oh, this is so much worse than like a year ago. But hey, we still have Le'Veon Bell out there, Golden Tate, Tyrell Williams. And we'll have another show for you on Thursday. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. Which wide receiver are you drafting first in 2019? Feel free to say none of the above. Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder. Lions wide receiver Danny Amendola. Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, Titans wide receiver Adam Humphreys, or Colts wide receiver Devin Funches? Half PPR? Sure. I might I might go D-Jax in the late double-digit rounds. I'll take... I can't quit him. Crowder. <laughs> um, I'll go D-Jax. Jameson Crowder is well. Nick Foles is obviously the you know terrible signing, but Jameson Crowder is going to be possibly released next year. There's there's always a few that are like, oh boy, that's just way too much guaranteed money. They're going to totally regret that. Crowder at seventeen million dollars guaranteed, three year, twenty eight point five million dollar deal. How much did Adam Humphreys get guaranteed? He was a four thirty six. You don't think Deshaun's getting released after re-signing for three years and twenty seven million? Well, how much guaranteed though? Thirteen million you know, definitely getting released. Less Devin than Devin He only got one year. Yes. Um, true. Yeah, I mean, everybody, people get overpaid. That's what happens in free agency. So, wait, Jamie said Crowder. Dave said Deshaun. Heath, did you give an answer? Yeah, I did. You're going to listen to me? No, what did you say? Deshaun no, 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 don't tell him. You also <laughs> said Deshaun Jackson? No, nah, you have to go back and listen to it. There you go. Making it up to you, Heath. Sorry about that. Uh, all right, let's do some winners and losers. Because some players were impacted even if they were not signed as free agents. So, Jamie, give me a winner 2019 NFL free agency so far. Oh, by the way, if you missed yesterday's show, we had Pete Prisco on. We talked about Antonio Brown and Carlos Hyde. And that was about 20 minutes on just those two players. So probably not going to talk much about them on this show. Please listen to yesterday's show. It was very fun. Uh, Jamie, big winner from uh, free agency. Chris Godwin, um, you know, it, it already appeared as if both Humphreys and Deshaun Jackson were not coming back. Now it's official. So we'll see what they do to add another body at the position. Um, hopefully it's nothing significant in the NFL draft. But if they stick with their current running back situation and with Bruce Arians now calling plays, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as the number two guys at the top two guys, excuse me, uh, along with, you know, the tight ends and OJ Howard and Cameron Braid. But, um, if you look at the, I believe it's seven games that Godwin has played without Deshaun Jackson in the last two years. Um, in those seven games, I believe four of them, he has either 100 yards or a touchdown. Okay. He had four four games without Deshaun Jackson last year. Two great games, two terrible ones. 
But, you know, it's it's not just that. It's a guy coming into his own in his third year, had a really good year, 84, 842 yards, seven touchdowns on 95 targets. For a team that led the NFL in passing yards per game, also led the NFL in, with 26 interceptions. So Jamie says, Chris Godwin is a winner. At right now, what round would you say? Is he a top 100 player? Oh, for sure. 100%. Is he a He's... top 70 player? Yes. yes. He's a top 25 receiver. Yes. Ooh. All right. I think you could. I think you could talk yourself into taking him in round five in full PPR if the Bucks are done at receiver. What about OJ Howard? Do you think he also improves here? Yeah, but it's it's interesting. Just Brazilian's track record with tight ends is not great. He's never had OJ Howard. He's never had the true. third he, he, most talented tight end. I don't in think he had a. He didn't have a long history of pass catching running backs before David Johnson, right? Like to that extent. Not not a player like him. No. Okay, Dave. Oh no, Heath. Heath was going to surprise me with a winner. He didn't. He didn't tell me beforehand. I'm so excited. It's Eli Manning. I do think Chris Godwin's the correct answer to this, as far as who is the biggest winner. But if I was choosing one that wasn't already taken, I'm going to go with D.D. Westbrook. He goes from Blake Bortles to a Super Bowl MVP <laughs> at quarterback, <laughs> a guy who has at times looked like a twenty million dollar quarterback. And has an offensive coordinator he should be comfortable with. Look, Nick Foles isn't going to be fantasy relevant except for two quarterback leagues this year. But this is a much better situation. And if you like Marquise Lee more, then you could say Marquise Lee too. I think both those guys, much better situation. And a chance for Westbrook to be a top 25 guy, I think he's definitely a top 36 guy. Well, we knew Foles was going to go to Jacksonville, but now we know the numbers. Four years, $88 million, $50 million guaranteed. Man, you want to talk about somebody's going to get cut. Yeah. Well, not with all the guaranteed money. He'll get at least two years there, you'd think, right? My guess is if they stink this year, which they could, um, then they're drafting somebody next year as using Foles as the quote-unquote bridge quarterback. Uh, bold prediction. Jacksonville's not making the playoffs this year. Oh, you're going back-to-back, huh? That yeah. was your bold prediction last year. <laughs> that's, that's right. Oh, yeah. So I, I spent, uh, what is this, March? I spent three three months of listening to uh, Pete Prisco drink, say how terrible a quarterback Nick Foles is. Then we are on CBS Sports HQ yesterday, and they show the uh, projections of for Sportsline of what the win totals will be now that Nick Foles is part of the Jaguars. And I think the over-under was six, six and a half wins. Over. Uh, you take over? Yeah. So Pete says, oh, they can win 10 games. <laughs> and I looked at him and I go, what? You just told me for three months how bad Nick Foles is. All of a sudden, he's the answer? And he went through this whole diatribe about the defense and whatnot. I was, okay. It's, I mean, it is true. They, they have, they have won, how many did they win two years ago? I don't know. They, they've won a lot of games, obviously. Twelve games, I think, two years ago, right? Uh, without good quarterback play. And their offensive but line was, was good, though, at the end of the last two years ago. Well, Foles has been good. Let's give him credit. He's, as Heath said, he has at times played like a $20 million quarterback. I mean, it wasn't just that Super Bowl run. It was, I think, 2013. He had an amazing year. Uh, 24 like, touchdowns, two interceptions. Two interceptions, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep, and, that was the Chip Kelly aberration year. I'm going right. to give him, I was going to set the over under nine and a half, so I think Pete's right. Ten wins. Nine and a half. Okay, yeah. Nine and a half games started by Nick Foles, if that's what you were talking about. Okay, so we're not too enthused about him. Two quarterback leagues for Nick Foles. Uh, Derek Carr over Nick Foles? Yes. Yeah. Just barely. Just barely. Look, they got a left tackle, too. That was pretty nice. Dave, who's your winner? 
That's my o- winner is Oakland. Sorry, Carson. Oakland got the left tackle, not Jacksonville. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry, Carson Wentz gets Deshaun Jackson without losing a significant part of the passing game yet. They've been looking for that downfield threat. I think Djax can still do it. He doesn't seem like he's slowing down. So you're adding him with Ertz, Alshon, Aguilar. It sounds like he's going to stay. Plus, whatever they do at running back, the the less they do at running back, the better it'll be for Wentz, who's still protected by a good offensive line, doesn't have Nick Foles breathing over his shoulder. Uh, Touchdown rate, Heath. We've talked about this stat. If you're over 5%, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Wentz has been over that each of his last 24 games spanning two seasons, and now he's getting Deshaun Jackson to help him out. And they kept Jason Peters, too. I'm surprised he was over 5% last year at touchdown rate because I thought the touchdown 5.2. Kind of low because he completed about 70% of his passes. He had a well, they looked low 100. compared to 2017, but if you had listened to me all no. offseason, I would have told you it was going to look low. No, but still, I thought he played well enough. But 5% is still really good. That's what you should expect for him. Okay. And uh, a lot of fumbles. Nine fumbles last year in only 11 games. Got to clean that up, Carson Wentz. But, uh, it's, it's just stuff. a matter of who the backup's going to be now. Is it going to be Nate Sudfeld? Do you, you, you should get a, set an alarm on your phone for like Thanksgiving to pick up Nathan. Pick up and do a new quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the winners, Chris Godwin, D.D. Westbrook, Carson Wentz. How about the losers, Dave? Who you got? Uh, and other than 2019 NFL free agency, who are the losers? For now, the, the loser looks like it's Jordan Howard because now, it's not that I think Mike Davis is coming in to take his job in Chicago, but he's going to take a job in Chicago. He's versatile enough to work three downs. That's a problem that Jordan Howard has is that he isn't a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Davis was pretty good last season when he had opportunities to play. We'll see what the Bears do otherwise at running back for the remainder of free agency in the draft. But I'm thinking that they're not going to go into the season as a three-headed monster. I think they find a way to either move Jordan Howard or cut Jordan Howard and save a couple million of cap space in the process. It wouldn't be surprised if they make some sort of Deshaun Jackson type deal where they swap late round picks with another team. And I think you could see a scenario of uh, one of the teams that miss out on Le'Veon, Coleman, you know, whoever it may be, Philly, uh, the Jets, the Ravens, you know, somebody that's looking to add somebody else that that Jordan Howard's a good late pick swap type of guy because he still can play. Yeah, but he's he's clearly not suited to be. Uh, like you said, Dave, and, and every down guy. Davis last season had five games with double digits and carries. He scored at least 14 PPR points in four of them. And it was surprising to see Jordan Howard. Actually, his reception total went down under Nagy. I don't think Nagy loves him. Oh, he definitely doesn't love him. I mean, at the combine, he basically said, here's the running backs that we look for and described everything that Jordan Howard is not. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he said at the combine they just didn't love him. No. That would have been weird. 34 catches last year for Mike Davis. That's more than uh, Jordan Howard had. Yeah, Jordan Howard actually went down. His, his receiving yeah. totals in 2016 and 2017 each year were better than what he had in 2018. And in 2018, he had a coach that actually throws the ball to his running backs. Not that clearly helped Tariq Cohen, but you would think that just by being around and being on field, he would get a little bit more of that, but no, it didn't happen. So what does the Bears' backfield look like? I mean, do they stay with Mike Davis? Is he a starting running back now? Well, Nagy talked about getting Tariq Cohen more work. I talked to Cohen at the Super Bowl. He said he would love the opportunity to touch the ball a little bit more, but that you know any player is going to say that. Um, I, I think you can get away with bumping up his touches a little bit more, using Davis as a, a complementary option, um, and then still probably adding a third guy if they do move on from Howard, because I don't think that that's the end of it, just being Howard and, and Cohen. There have been some 
rumblings that they might be in part part of the Levy on Bell discussions too. That'd be amazing. Well, it, it would it would crush Tariq Cohen obviously, but it would be amazing to see him in that system. If you had a draft right now, which running back are you taking first in in both formats, Davis and and uh, Cohen? Oh, it's not close. Cohen, Cohen. it's not close. It, excuse me. I mean, who's to say that that Mike Davis isn't the primary ball carrier? There's a chance that that happens, but it, it's right, got to shake right, out that way. Yeah, right now it, it's Cohen. If we get to August, then it's those two guys, and you know you're you're seeing Mike Davis being treated as a starter. Then it changes, but right now it's still Cohen. Okay. I mean, Cohen was was fantastic last season. He just didn't touch the ball a lot. Well, that's the thing. I don't know that th- he might want more, and they might say they're going to get more, but I don't know that he could handle more. I well, it could be can. you know tiny. three to five more carries a game and another catch per game, and that makes him much more attractive. And it's not like they gave Mike Davis starting running back money like if he's your backup running back at three million dollars a year that's okay you know what it is they they kind of did studies on all the running backs that were out there and they said hey this guy isn't that much worse than tevin coleman who isn't that much worse than well i guess he's significantly worse than Le'Veon bell but we can get him but we can get him at a real cheap price because what, what what's the deal you had in front of you? Three million a year for two years? Two years, six million incentives could push it up to seven million. Okay, so, not even so that much like incentives. that's one year of Tevin Coleman. Is Mike Davis that far off of Tevin Coleman? Some might say yes. Bears obviously think he is good, and, and they'll be in play for a running back in the draft, not on day one, but day two or day three or day six. Do they have picks on day six? Everybody does. Okay, so Tevin Coleman has not signed yet, right? No. Okay. The Eagles are I, neither is Mark Ingram. All right, okay. So we still, you know what, you know what? I was a little hard on on uh, free agency. Just it, all the defensive guys and the players that don't really matter have been signed <clears throat> up to this point. So Heath, who's your loser? Surprise me. I'm not supposed to say Antonio Brown, right? You could say Antonio Brown, but Antonio Brown's the loser. Okay. I mean, he went from Ben Roethlisberger to Derek Carr, and I I am having a little bit of trouble with his projection right now, just because. If Derek Carr is more like he was last year, then I do think there's a chance that Brown could still catch 100 passes because they're all four yards away from the line of scrimmage. But it's going to kill his yards per reception. It's definitely going to kill his touchdowns. And it's it's possible with what we saw last year, there's been a slight decline in his skill as well. Okay, so that's your answer, Antonio Brown? Yes. Okay. And Jamie, you're a loser. Uh, Adam Humphreys. I, I think he'll be okay in Tennessee, but... This doesn't help him, just based on what we've seen Marcus Mariota do with his receiving core in a conservative offense. I mean, he was great in Todd Monken's system with, you know, quarterbacks that are going to take risks, but that's not going to be the case in Tennessee. So I don't love the signing there for his fantasy value. Adam Humphreys. So our losers: Jordan Howard, Antonio Brown, and Adam Humphreys. Winners are Chris Godwin, D.D. Westbrook, and Carson Wentz. Okay, we'll go through the rest of it here. We'll read some emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We'll have some nice discussions. Hopefully something will break during the show. That'd be like, like news breaking, not like an object. That'd be bad. Um, we'll come back. We'll talk about all the news right after this. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. 
Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Start with the quarterbacks. Hey, Case Keenum is a redskin. Washington is getting Keenum and a 2027th-round pick from the Broncos for a 2026th-round pick. Anyone care? Nope. Okay, great. And we know Nick Foles they're, is on they're the still, They're still going to get another quarterback, too. How about uh, New Orleans resigning Teddy Bridgewater? Let's talk about Dynasty and Teddy Bridgewater and what you guys think. He's still hanging on to a little bit of value. That's. I, well, I think he's hoping that he roster, takes... could be a lot of value. How much longer are we going to wait for Teddy Bridgewater to be a starter? He apparently turned down a chance to be the starter in Miami. Which... Okay. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if I'm a dynasty leaguer and I've got Teddy Bridgewater on my team, I want to see him play. I don't want to see him back up Drew Brees. Here's the question. Yeah. Will he be the Saints starting quarterback in 2020? And if I know the answer to that question is yes, then I am more than happy to hang on to Teddy Bridgewater or trade for him in dynasty. But that's a pretty big if. Well, and I think the other question is, is when Drew Brees leaves, does Sean Payton leave? Sure, that's possible, but I don't think Michael Thomas is going to leave, and I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to leave, and I think that offensive well, line Thomas is may be gone. Shape. They haven't signed him yet, so they yeah, haven't signed Kamara yet either. So by the time those guys are Kamara, Kamara will. Still I'd be, be there. surprised if the Saints let those guys go, versus Breeze and Peyton, who probably just Breeze decides he doesn't want to sure. play, and Sean Payton says, "Well, I don't. I'm not going to win any games without Drew Breeze. I'm out of here too." <laughs> uh, one more quarterback item: the Dolphins could be looking at Tyrod Taylor. Yes. Great. Now I have to hear a great, how great Tyrod Taylor is again. It's going to be fun when it's Tyrod as the starter on paper and Blake Bortles as the backup, and those two guys are competing in August for the starting job. The Dolphins' plan <laughs> is working perfectly. It is. Like They have been the most mediocre team for 10 straight years. They need to be terrible. This is a great plan by the Dolphins. Be that, that's why they've got to get Bortles. Yes. There's no better way to tank than getting Blake Bortles. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is not bad enough for that. Running back, the Bills signed Frank Gore to a one-year, $2 million deal. Ten years from now, he'll be saying the same thing. <laughs> Different team. He'll be with the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. 46-year-old Frank Gore. <laughs> and uh, the Bears. Needs two more yards Mike to break Davis. Emmett Smith's all-time rushing record. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think it's actually good for the Bills as a team, but for fantasy, have two thirty-year-old running backs. That's fantastic for their roster. No, I think he's. And don't forget about Chris Ivory too. That's another great. Their total there. age is like a hundred. <laughs> the three of them combined. Amazing. Now I don't know why they did it, uh, but he'll be good for their locker room, and maybe he knows a thing or two about 
Adam Gase that he can tell them. Help Josh Allen develop as a runner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll bring us to wide receiver. And we've talked about a lot of it, but all right, let, let's get into it here. Jamison Crowder, three-year, $28.5 million deal with the Jets, $17 million guaranteed. Danny Amendola, I mean, look, we, we saw what Golden Tate put up four straight years with 90 catches, usually about 1,000 yards, about five touchdowns, and was actually on pace for pretty good numbers with Detroit last year before getting traded to the Eagles. He's not, Danny Amendola is not Golden Tate, but I guess he's got an opportunity there. The Eagles getting Deshaun Jackson and Devin Funches to the Colts, Adam Humphreys to the Titans. So, yeah, we sort of poo-pooed it at the top of the show. Nobody's too excited about drafting any of these guys, but let's be optimists about these wide receivers. Well, let, let me ask you a question, Adam, because there's a, a gambling site. I'm not sure we can say their name, but I'll just use their over-unders as a talking point. Um, for who you want to start with? Uh, Crowder. Okay, so Crowder. Over-under 700.5 receiving yards. Under. I'm going to get my uh, updated... I'm going to say over. I think so. If he plays 16 games, last year was the first time he played less than 15. So 700.5. I'm going under. Under, Adam. I said under. Yeah. What do you have him projected for? 588. Okay, over under Five, four eight, four receiving eight, touchdowns. Under. So you hate him? I yeah I don't. Yeah. Well, and I don't like they're already paying quite a bit of money to Quincy Anunua, and they put a what a second round tender on Robbie Anderson. So that's the receiving core. And yeah, Chris Herman's supposed to be a thing. I mean, if you watch the Dolphins last year, you like you know that Adam Gase likes mediocre receivers. <laughs> well, actually this this does bring up a good talking point because like this is they didn't have a lot of options, obviously, on free agency. But if Sam Darnold, who looked really good, finished the year strong, is going to become a great quarterback, I don't know that he can do it with these guys. Uh, they're they're not that bad. Like Anderson, Herndon, and Nunwood Crowder. It's not that bad. It's an improvement there's, on last year. But there's they, just no number have, one guy. Right. They don't have greatness there. Well, Unless, Heath, you think Robbie – you've always been the Robbie Anderson advocate. Do you think he's a number one? I was going back to the Dolphins to see who led them in receiving yards last year. It was Danny Amendola with 575. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. But Darnold's obviously a better quarterback than right. the, the Tannehill-Osweiler yeah. uh, combination. Uh, but you think about how slot receivers have done under Adam Gase, and you get a little excited over – what Jamison Crowder could be. Robbie Anderson's still my favorite of the three. Yes. I, I would not be surprised if Crowder leaves them in receptions, just based on what his role will be. It just, it's just odd fit because Anunwa's best trait is playing inside. And so now you have another slot receiver here to push him potentially outside. Right. Now, Crowder can play outside too, but again, his best trait is to play inside. Why did they pay Anunwa? Why did they sign Crowder? They had so much money to spend, and they're just spending it. And they're and the, the Jets are really upgrading on defense too with Mosley oh, and Barr. Mm-hmm. They traded for Kalechi Assembly. I mean, the Jets are—they're having a good offseason. They're making moves, man, and, yeah. and they still and, could get and they Le'Veon still Bell. Pick too. And they still could get Le'Veon Bell. You know, I mean, it's ex- well, they could. it's an exciting time, I guess, to be a Jets fan. But I just wish, I just wish they could take all that money they're spending at wide receiver and throw it at like one great one. But it's not possible. You know, those guys aren't available, really. Well, it would have made more sense to sign, like, Tyrell. Spend an extra, yeah, go get Tyrell. Have mm-hmm. him play outside, have Robbie Anderson outside, and have Quincy Anunua inside. Right. No, heard then you're, then you're, or Golden Tate. Don't sign Quincy Anunua. But they did that already, though. So yeah, well, the... that was dumb. But <laughs> if they don't do that, then they can just get rid of Anunua, get Crowder, get Tyrell Williams, get Robbie Anderson, get Golden Tate. Now they have too many receivers. But who cares? They'll throw the ball a lot, and Sam Darnold will be good. 
Okay, who's next, Adam? Which one do you want? I guess Ammon. Well, just quick follow up: Is Quincy Anoma someone you're drafting? No. He he would have been late without Crowder there, but Crowder doesn't. Crowder being there doesn't help. He's not in a standard CBS league. He probably is in like a twenty round, like the best ball drafts. Yes. Okay, then Danny Amendola, one year, four and a half million dollars to Detroit. Any interest? No. None. Zero. Does it help or hurt anyone? Stafford. It, it, what does it do? What does it do? Help well, or I mean, hurt it just him? gives him another option. You know, when you when you look at this receiving core, they they still need to fix the tight end spot. I don't think Jesse James is the answer. I think he's more of a complimentary option. But, you know, when you look at Galladay and, and Marvin Jones, now you have somebody to at least be a threat in the middle of the field, whatever that may be. I do think it's a small ding on Galladay and Marvin Jones just because if they were going in with those two and nobody of name value at all at slot, I would feel like I'm afraid Danny Amendola is going to get 90 to 100 targets. But the problem is he can't stay healthy. Right. And he's 34 years old. And so I, I don't really – you're right. It's a, it's a slight downgrade, but it's maybe a 5% downgrade. Is he an upgrade on Bruce Ellington, which yes. is who they had in the slot last year? That's all they wanted. He, he's not, maybe not an upgrade in terms of ta- uh, in terms of performance, but he's an upgrade in terms of name and, and the fact that they brought brought him in for a reason, and especially he's you more know, polished. He's a former, former Patriot. Right. Former Patriot, that's right. And obviously their, their head coach, former Patriot. But yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned Bruce Ellington. Just think about it in deeper leagues, like 14-team PPR. Bruce Ellington was actually someone we were recommending because he had his first three games after the Golden Tate trade, um, I, I know he missed some time. So his first three games without Golden Tate, Bruce Ellington had 19 catches, only 105 yards, but 26 targets in those three games. Then he got hurt in Week 14 oh, at Arizona. Wasn't Marvin Jones hurt then too, though? Um, I, don't, I think and at Galladay might have missed some time too. They were really down to next to nothing. I, I think Marvin Jones was out. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm just saying like Stafford has shown that he does throw to the slot receiver quite a bit. Sure. So, um, all right, Deshaun Jackson. Let's go to him. The Eagles getting Jackson in a seventh rounder from Tampa. So the over, Bay for a over under is nine hundred and a half receiving yards and Whoa. four no. and a half receiving touchdowns. I'm going to take the under on the yards, but the over on the touchdowns. Agree. Yeah. I think he's like an eight fifty and six. But you're still right there though with the I've yards. Got, I've got him for eight seventeen and five. His Zero over also touchdowns. The yardage is crazy. I mean, he hasn't he scored four touchdowns like three years in a row. Yeah, he he, he doesn't score he, touchdowns anymore. He averaged 18.9 yards per catch last year, which led the NFL. So that's, that's his best asset, but he's 32. His Can't last, keep it up. his last four years, touchdowns, four. Four, four, three, four. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And so for some reason, I still want to give him five or six. Yep. Me too. <laughs> uh, the, the last three times Deshaun Jackson played 15 or 16 games in non PPR, he finished 10th, 15th, and 31st. In PPR, he finished 11th, 20th, and 39th. But he often misses games. It's kind of been a problem for Deshaun. Next up, yeah, this one's interesting. Devin Funches, one year, $13 million. Over-under is 650.5 receiving yards and 4.5 receiving touchdowns. I would take the over over on the touchdowns. Over on both. I'll take, I got 7, 14, and 6. I mean, you saw what they did with Eric Ebron last year. This is probably bad news for Eric Ebron. I think it is. I've got three tight ends now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew somebody was going to call Well, Doyle's not healthy. That could be why they signed uh, Funches. Does this help Andrew Luck or or whatever? Kind of the same. Um, I mean, you're still going to draft Andrew Luck as one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. 
Sure, this helps. This is another big target that he's going to lean on in the red zone. It's also another guy that has a problem catching the football. Like Ebron was one of the worst last year in terms of dropped passes or missed opportunities, and Funches is right up there with him. Hmm. Funches' best season was 63 catches, 840 yards, and eight touchdowns. So what was the over-under on the yards again? The over-under was 650.5. Yeah, I'd still have to take the over on that. Yeah, look, I, I, this we know that Andrew Luck likes tight ends in the red zone. So if we expand it to Andrew Luck likes big old targets in the red zone, he could be a real good standard scoring option at some point. I don't know about PPR, but... Uh, it also depends what they do on the other side. Remember, Deion Kane's coming back from an ACL injury. We'll see how he does. Um, what do they do with Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers if Grant stays? Next up. They still have a lot of money to spend, too. Adam Humphreys to Tennessee. Over under 750 and a half receiving yards and four and a half receiving touchdowns. No way. Under, under. Under the, oh my gosh, under. I'm going to go, I'm going to Vegas. I can't um, believe they projected him to lead the Titans in receiving yards. <laughs> I'm going to New Jersey to place that. Bet. I just, I, I wish he would have signed someplace that had like a high flying offense. Yeah, he, he's not that good. He's not, he's nothing. No, he's a good player. Wow. He's in a bad he's spot. Nothing. He's had like, like a three game stretch or something like that where he was, Really I think good. he's a capable slot receiver, and I think I am a capable Mariota slot receiver. Needs, no, you're it's the not. easiest job in football. You you would get tagged, and you would be running <laughs> off. The, well, you wouldn't be running; you'd be helped off the field. <laughs> I I am a slot receiver with my thin wrists. Yeah. I've never seen your quickness. I don't imagine you running. can catch very well. Oh, How about no, your you, hands? You'd be surprised, actually. I pretty good hands. Pretty good. I'm rocking an NFL size football. Put your hand up to the camera. I, I always. I want to measure your hand. Now they're small, but they're they're good. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, uh, Heath, you missed this yesterday. Uh, what size bracelet would you think that Adam would be ordering for himself? Um, junior. Well, oh, I, you did this on a baseball podcast. Uh, no, no, no. I, have no, to I, give I would you guess junior. I'll have to give you the size options. Children, <laughs> petite, toddler. I'll send Heath a link. I don't want to make people go through this again. And then Heath, you could tell me which size I should order. Uh, New England gave Josh Gordon an original round tender. That's a second round tender, so they can match any offer for Gordon, who's ineligible right now. But if he comes back, he'll most likely be on the Patriots. And if not, the Patriots will get a second round pick. And apparently, uh, according to The Athletic and other reports, Giants still having trade discussions about Odell Beckham. We're seeing the 49ers linked to Odell Beckham. Uh, Yeah. You know, you were praising the Dolphins for tanking. I think you should praise the Giants, too. If they trade Beckham, yeah. The thing is, they can keep... You're three of the tank. They can keep all their players and still tank. So, easy easy stuff there. Uh, Tight ends. Dolphins are signing Dwayne Allen. Lions are signing Jesse James. Bengals re-sign CJ. Dave? Uzama! (laughs) The Bills will sign Tyler Croft. And... That's that's uh, that's tight end. Boring. It's tight end for you. I, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit excited about Uzama. Oh yeah, okay. Go ahead, discuss. I mean, Tyler Croft is gone. Tyler Eifert's still Tyler Eifert. There's a decent chance Uzama. We're going to use him as a streamer regularly throughout the year. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Can I have said that in any more of a high pitched voice? Great. The offensive line. Kind of interesting. There's uh, only four sizes here. Yeah. Go ahead and read them and, and tell me which one you think would fit best for me. Okay. So offensive line, we got Kevin Zeitler going to the Giants, Cleveland's right guard. 
and Olivier Vernon, pass rusher, going back to Cleveland. They've upgraded. They also signed Sheldon Richardson, so they're getting better up front. Vernon's not great, but he's he's fine. Uh, but Zeitler is a real nice addition to the Giants' offensive line. Raiders signing Trent Brown. He's size. What do you? What do you he got? has lost it. I just can't decide if usually fits adolescents and women with thin wrists, or usually fits teenage boys and most women. It's I that, think it's, it's probably the adolescents. No, it's that one. It's teenage boys and most women. <laughs> okay. What colors do you think he got? Um, well, I'd assume green and uh, orange and white. Yes. Actually, I think I'm going to go with uh, with a Yankees color, just like a white and blue. I think I'm going to go professional color route. So why don't you tell me which team did the most on the offensive line to fire you up for 2019? It's not the Bengals. Bobby Hart. Bobby the Hitman Hart. I cannot believe Bobby Hart got a three-year, $21 million deal. Also, yeah. did I did I forget to say Jesse James the tight ends? I think I did. Nope, you, you said, said it. it. I said it? Okay. He's pretty forgettable, though. Uh, which offensive line got better? Yeah. The Jets? The Broncos. Broncos are a good one. Raiders, I mean, you, you know, just getting Trent Brown is, is good. Is it? Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's not – he shouldn't be the highest paid tackle no. in football, but he's good. It's like the Giants getting Nate Solder. Right. You know, beware, beware of players going from New England's amazing system with the best offensive line coach, like Hall of Fame caliber offensive line coach, and going to another team. It's not – you know, you're probably not going to get the same results, especially for a guy like Trent Brown who was – not highly Seven regarded. Pick. Yeah. Yeah. And the Raiders do still have Tom Cable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably not going to help. Yeah. From Skarnacki to Cable. But, but Broncos Denver, might be the best one. Yeah, especially Denver, they're back. They're, right. they're apparently back in on Matt Parody. So. Denver getting Jawan James, Miami's right tackle, four years, $51 million. That's nice. And I look, not that Saquon Barkley needed any help, but this is a good good addition for the Giants. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's yeah, that's probably a great call. The one. Yeah. Yep. It, I, you know. Good, good addition for the well, passing game too, like for Beckham if he stays. Sure. Plus, we can give him credit two years now for being out on Bobby Hart. What do you mean? Wasn't he formerly with the Giants? Yeah. Who's getting? Then he went to the that? Bengals, and now the Bengals re-signed him and gave him twenty-one mil. Yeah, I don't understand. What, who's getting credit for what now? The Giants for getting rid of him. Oh, Never mind. Keep yeah, going. Let's Bobby keep Hart. talking about offensive. Okay, line great. Right and uh, defense. Defense. So the Jets, big winners. Barr and Mosley. Adam Gase had his and eyes the Packers. Open. The Packers, Baltimore linebacker is Darius Smith. Washington linebacker Preston Smith. Chicago Huge. safety Adrian mm-hmm. Amos. Yeah, that that's pretty good. I do think though that again, guys leave Baltimore. I feel like they're not as good. Um, you have examples? Pernell McPhee is the only one I can think of. But I that just sort of feel that way. Ed Reed hasn't been nearly as good since he retired. That's true. <laughs> Ray Lewis has fallen off. Yeah, he hasn't been as good. Uh, Eric Weddle is pretty good, though. No, he just no, left Baltimore. No, no, right. no, no. He went to I was thinking he left the Chargers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Baltimore's having a rough <laughs> rough offseason. They are. And, and that's really, I mean, this is always one of the best defenses. So all of the AFC North that faces Baltimore twice, I mean, they, they lost some serious talent there. That's... Probably a good thing for those teams. Maybe they can just plug and play. Like Terrell Suggs isn't that big of a loss at this point, but Mosley is. But he's still a good situational pass rusher. It's really setting things up for the Browns to win that division, right? Yeah. Oh, they should be. Yeah, they should be. The, they might win it by three games. <sighs> Landon Collins, 
to the Redskins, $45 million guaranteed. Huge contract for Collins. They could have a decent defense. They did for the first half they of did. last year. And if Darius Geis can be 100% at the start of camp, he could be like if they they could just try to play slow and ugly and beat you thirteen to ten and he could get a ton of work. He won't be the only back though. That's a problem. So you, you're right. That's the formula. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if they're really the team that's in on Rosen. If they if they get Rosen and he's the guy or Keenum's the guy, um, that's you know what they're going to have to do because their receiving core is a disaster. So I don't have any clue about when DSTs are getting drafted and who's going high, but I love Tyra Matthew on the Chiefs, and they are a sleeper DST. Well, except they cut Justin Houston. They're trying to trade D Ford. Right, so well, what's the they pass have to rush? Keep, they have to keep D Ford. But if yeah, Eric I'm Berry not, can I still think they need form, pass rush help even if they keep D Ford. So they're not a sleeper DST? They're, I, they're, they're inching closer. I do love the signing, and I think that Matthew might, might be the best safety in fantasy football because nobody in front of him can tackle. <laughs> it, 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 this is becoming trendy to just bring up the Browns all the time, but I love what the Browns are doing on defense. And I think their pass rush could be really good. Oh, this their year. front's going to be devastating. It's going to be good. And they're going to draft someone to bolster the secondary. Sheldon Richardson, three years, $39 million to Cleveland. And uh, obviously, like I said, they acquired Olivier Vernon. Uh, they, yep. And they already have talent up front. Right. They had Ogba, Ogunjobi, Garrett, Denzel Ward at corner. They've 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 got some nice pieces, man. They could they could definitely make a play here. Hmm. Anything else here? Anything else? Philadelphia getting Malik Jackson, the the Patriots acquiring Michael like Bennett. Martellus Bennett, is he gonna be their starting tight end next year for the Patriots? He says he wants to come back and play with his brother. Yeah. With with uh Yoda as they called Bill Belichick, as Michael Bennett called him. Okay, and finally, uh, Philadelphia wants any scoring play or turnover that is negated by a penalty to be subject to replay review to make sure the call is correct. So uh, any, so I think they want the penalty to be reviewed, yeah. And Denver wants to eliminate the onside kick, and Washington wants to make every play reviewable. Denver wants to replace the onside kick with 4th and 15 from the team's own 35-yard 45, 45-yard line. God, you see it once or twice in the AAF, and now they want to indoctrinate it into the National Football League. They need to change the onside kick rules. What they did last year had too much of a negative effect. You cannot recover onside kicks. It was like 4% or something like that. They have to change the rule. I, I will not... I am going to spend the last 20 minutes of this show talking about that. Jimmy, uh, this is when you say gotta go by. It, it actually is. Gotta go by. And oh, you have to go? This is when I start making noise. Wait, no, we have emails. Oh, oh, all right, fine. Okay, fantasy. Jamie has to go do his CBS Sports HQ. Hey, everybody, you should be watching HQ. Okay, let me tell you about CBS Sports HQ. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Jamie closes the door. Um, so, like, let's just be real. Like, the, the sports coverage on TV, it's garbage. It's garbage. I can't watch any of it. CBS Sports HQ is smart. It is simple. You know, simple as in, like, not a lot of distracting bells and whistles and people screaming for no reason and stuff like that. It's just good sports talk, and it's news, and it's highlights, and it's what you grew up watching. And to get it on your over-the-top device, I watch it on my Roku. You can, If you just want to give it a little shot, go to CBSSportsHQ.com. But if you download the CBS Sports app... 
on your over-the-top device, you will get HQ for free. You don't have to sign up or anything. It's great. Now let's read some emails. FantasyFootball at CBSI.com. Steven from Deerfield, Illinois. Dear Mike, Matt, Dave, Dick, and George. Those are, are great defensive linebackers. Those are Bears head coaches. Oh. <laughs> uh, in a dynasty league, do you prefer to build your roster about around wide receivers or running backs? It depends on the league. I'll tell you what, I built mine around running backs, and I'm regretting it quite a bit. But a lot of it has to do with the fact that one of my running backs held out for a year. Another one got cut from his team midseason for domestic violence. I think balance is definitely the way you want to go. You want to try and get one real good running back, one real good receiver, and then build around that. Don't, don't try and go all in on one position or the other, because if calamity hits, you're, you're starting Carlos Hyde and Jordy Nelson in a meaningful fantasy game in an important long-term league and you're crying and, and when the when you cry the tears get in your mouth and yeah. they taste kind of funny and he's laughing at you and, uh, and i should good. apologize to steven my answer was not helpful what i meant to say was snips seriously no intentional positional strategy so steven's argument is that the single biggest advantage you can have in football is a stud running back but Wide receivers are safer, safer and can lead to you being in the hunt, but always second or third place. You know, well, the wide receiver will call it the bridesmaid strategy. And yeah, I mean, I get it. You definitely, you definitely want to get that stud running back. But hey, if you've had Julio Jones, you've had a great receiver. You've had Antonio Brown for so long. They've been amazing. Obviously have longer shelf lives. Yeah, it's a tough call. I like Dave's idea. Balance. Balance. Okay, Justin from South Lake Tahoe. Dear Clay, Tyson, Leonard, and Lewis. Boxing champions. Those are linebackers. Oh, yeah, boxing. Just kidding. That was a joke. I, I knew they were boxing champions. I have a keeper question for you. I can keep four players. Three are no-brainers. I have a $110 total budget for the draft. I'm keeping Mahomes for $7.50. Michael Thomas for $31.50, and James Conner for a dollar. For the fourth spot, am I keeping Damian Williams for a dollar, Jamal Williams for a dollar, Lamar Jackson for a dollar, or McKinnon for $4? Damian Williams for $1. Yeah, I, I think Damian Williams for $1 is the correct choice, and I wasn't here for the Carlos Hyde talk. I'm probably more concerned about Carlos Hyde than anybody else would be, but what it's still the right call now. Where, where would you more concerned real, about about Williams' value yeah. or about Carlos Hyde? About Williams' value, right? Don't you feel like you have to draft them together, and don't you feel like everybody will be after Carlos Hyde, whether I, they draft? I don't know. Or not? It's going to be to depend on ADP. But if Damian Williams stays a third round pick and Carlos Hyde's an eighth round pick, I'm going to draft a lot more Carlos Hyde than Damian Williams. That we we're all in agreement. We all we're going to be beating each other up to draft Carlos Hyde. Yeah, but it reminds me of Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. It could, if if Hyde gets to round say, six or seven, then right. yeah. That's the, there it is. I don't think it will be that. Andy Reid doesn't do that. It's what it's who wins that job. Like I, I don't really think we're going to see a situation where in a given game, one of them's getting 12 touches and the other one's getting 10. So I, by the way, just to go back to this email, like would you consider keeping – 
a four dollar Jarek McKinnon over a seven dollar and fifty cents Patrick Mahomes? No. No. Okay. From Trace. He says, eh, the Grim Reaper, the Hammer, Cement Head, and the Boogeyman. Those are linebackers. Question. PPR, 12-team league, snake draft, can keep two players forever. I also have picks 36 and 37 after my keepers. And any suggested strategies for rounds three and four? Um, okay, that's the question. What would you do in, with picks 36 and 37? So, what is he? Oh, oh, he needs two keepers. Two. Okay, okay, okay there we go. Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, and Nick Chubb are the are the four. Brown, Allen, Kittle, and Chubb. Who are you keeping? Chubb and Allen. I'm gonna say Chubb for sure, and I might take Kittle over Allen. So now, what do you do? So if you just have Chubb and either Keenan Allen or George Kittle. Well, the great thing is you've started with balance, so you're not pigeonholed into any one strategy at 36, 37. Um, if any of those four were there at 36 or 37, I would take them. I don't know who um, the Grim Reaper, the Hammer, Cement Head, and Boogeyman are. Maybe I think they're bad guys. Just Who's Cement Head? A bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. You're right. You're right, Heath. Did we answer uh, Trace's question? I tried. Okay, that's all I can ask for. Thanks, guys. We'll have... I think Thursday's show will be fun. I think we'll have Ingram news. We'll have Le'Veon Bell news. We'll have Tyrell Williams news. And... Tevin Coleman news. Tevin Coleman news. And USC... What sport is it? Rowing? We may have Blake Bortles. USC crew. Crew, yep. News on that. Google it. I have to, apparently. That, I'm done. We're out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, na, 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 na.